Hello, this is Chet Czar. I'm back with another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. Episode 153, Mikey Carrasco. Now, Mikey Carrasco is somebody that I discovered on Instagram. He's an excellent painter and excellent tattooer and um, excellent interview, as it turns out. He, uh, I was surprised to find that he has not done any interviews, which kind of shocked me because his work's so damn good. So I felt like I, I got a, a real, um, I don't know, a real discovery here. It, but it's, you know, it's not like he's undiscovered. He works at High Voltage Tattoo for Kat Von D. So obviously he's got the goods. But uh, I was just surprised to, to hear that. So I, I tried to do a little bit of research on him, and there's kind of nothing out there. And I don't know, for somebody who's so such an excellent artist, I was, I was surprised. So anyway, um, the interview is really great overall. I mean, we really, it's, it's, all, it's a very real interview. We go deep. The whole uh, interview is pretty deep. But uh, the most interesting part is, at one point, uh, we—I don't even want to say too much about it. At one, normally I would have edited edited a part out, and we just decided I kept the the um, the uh, recording going, and Mikey stopped me, and he kind of wanted to stop the interview. But I'm not going to say much more than that. I just kept it rolling, and I was planning on editing that part out. Uh, along with another part where somebody came and interrupted me while I was doing the podcast. But um, Mikey was like, just air the whole thing, which I thought was a great idea because it's um, discussing an issue I think a lot of people have uh, trouble with, which is anxiety. And so I think it's very helpful for, for people to hear um, to hear this podcast unedited. So uh, it was a really excellent interview. It's just really interesting the way it unfolds. You'll see when you listen to it. I'm not going to say any more than that. Uh, but suffice to say, this is probably one of the best interviews I think we've had on here and one of the most real. And um, I just loved it. It's probably the most exciting thing that's happened to me all week. I mean, all last week, because we did it on Friday, I think. Or Thursday. I don't remember. But uh, it's Monday now. Anyway... So you got that coming up. Um, as far as what's been going on in my life, uh, just the usual grind. Nothing that exciting or different. I had to get some sculptures done to get to my mold guy. Got those done and sent off to be molded um, so that I can cast them. And what else? I got to, you know, just getting back on these commission studies and... I'm about to set up and do doodle all the tool posters, which I'm hoping I'll be able to get done in. Let's see. Uh, uh, let's see if I could do. I'm hoping in a week. I hope I can get them done in a week, and then I can just ship them all out. And I'm going to time-lapse them and post them on my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash So that'll be kind of cool. Create content for my Patreon while I'm doing it. 
Um, let's see. What else? That's pretty much been it. Uh, yeah. Nothing, you know, it's just, I feel like it's, it's just, it's been the grind time for a while now. It's just been the grind. It's like there's periods in your life that are just grinding it. And then you have these other periods where things seem to kind of get in the kind of magical flow, the spiritual flow, you know, Uh, it's like there's a time for work and a time for play, I guess, or there's a time for the grind and a time for the magic. And I feel like I'm, I'm still in the grind, but I'm also feeling like I'm getting to the end of the grind and some kind of magical stuff's going to happen soon. I don't know how to describe it. It's just an intuitive feeling I have, but, uh, yeah, not that it matters, but just, just telling you what's up in, in my world. That's pretty much it. So, you know, nothing exciting. Like I, I've, I've said before this year, I'm just trying to get my book done and everything I owe done this year is the clear, the, um, clear the schedule year. And once I get back to, or once I get everything done, I can get back to maybe creating some bigger pieces of art or I don't know, doing some cool stuff. I feel like I'm just, I I owe so much. I just have to get this done. Anyway, all right, let's get go on to uh, new Patreon subscribers. I'm going to bail on the five questions again this week because uh, it's just, I want to get this done. I got st- so much stuff going on. Okay, so I believe, I think I left off last week at Rag and Bone. Thank you, Rag and Bone, for donating to the Patreon. By the way, if you want to donate to the Patreon, it's you could do it for a dollar a month. You could pause your subscription. You could cancel it at any time. It's really easy. You can come back when you got money, but it's just a buck. Just a buck. If everybody who listened to this joined for a buck, it would be great. So uh, it helps keep the podcast free for everybody, and I don't have to do ads or any of that nonsense. Okay, so Rag and Bone joined. Rob Elrod upped his pledge. Thank you, Rob. Um, Adam Maloney joined. Thank you, Adam. Adam's a really, really cool guy. I know from the um, LA art scene. Super nice fellow. And Mr. Creep joined. Mr. Creep with three E's. Thank you, Mr. Creep. Much appreciated. Y'all are keeping this podcast going. Uh, oh, also, uh, again, uh, we, we're still doing the, the campaign to try and get Chet Czar, I Like to Paint Monsters, onto Netflix. That's a documentary that Mike Carell made about me. It's a really good documentary that's really more about the dark art scene than about me. And um, we want to get that on Netflix and uh there's a there will be a description or a link in the description of this podcast where you can go and suggest jet czar like to paint monsters so they'll put it on netflix and then everybody can watch it for free which would be awesome well not free but you know what i mean okay that's it i want i want to get into this interview it's so good it's so good can't wait for you to hear it all right here goes 
Mikey Carrasco. Hope you enjoy it. Hey, Mikey. What's up, chat? How are you doing? I am doing awesome. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to have you on the podcast. Thank you for making the time for me. I'm so stoked to be here. Like, this is my first, like, interview slash podcast. Uh, well, I, I can't, yeah, I can't believe that. Hey, could you hold on one second? I'll, I'll cut this out. What's okay. That? I just wanted to show you how I sealed the whole top. Oh, you, sheet. yeah, I'm recording this podcast right okay. now, so, but. Yeah, when you're done. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take a smoke break or something. Yeah, I'm going to, I'll be like probably, you know, an hour and a half or something, probably, so. Okay, well, I'll do something else until you can get up there. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks. Okay, sorry about that. <laughs> Already we got to do an edit. I got a, I got a, a friend of mine is fixing my roof for me. Okay, so anyway, I'll, I will cut that out. Um, yeah, so thanks for coming on. I'm, I'm a big fan of your work. Uh, I was surprised to see that I couldn't find any interviews with you online. And, and your work is incredible. It's so good. Man, thank you. It's like, it's so surreal to hear this coming out of your mouth. Like, it's so bizarre. Like, <laughs> I remember looking up to your shit like, man, someday I like, I dream of being at a level. Wow. Well, that shuts ours. <laughs> well, you made it. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, your stuff's fucking great, man. Yeah. Um, I just have to believe it now, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, how long have you been painting? It's funny because I started painting. Do you remember, um, do you remember Evergreen Tattoo Convention? Yeah. Morgan? Yeah. Did we meet I there? Remember I went. That's where we met. Well, I bought a piece off you. Oh shit! Okay, I thought you looked familiar. Yeah. When, but uh, yeah, I didn't realize that we we met. How funny. Yeah, but I did a. Uh, Sean Cheatham had a uh, like a painting workshop. Hmm. Like watching him paint, like that's when I started painting. So it's been about six years. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, Sean's great. Sean's amazing. I'd like to take it's one. It's so classes. insane to watch him paint. Like something about the way he did it was just. Yeah. I knew that's what I wanted to do. Wow. And so how long had you been tattooing before that? At that point, it was probably like five years. Okay. So now you've been tattooing like 11 years and painting for six? Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. And um, uh, I mean, that's pretty great. I, you, you, you must have a pretty heavy art background, I imagine. Um, you, you have to have been doing some sort of art your whole life, I'm imagining, right? Oh, yeah, like, I've been drawing, like, forever. Yeah, yeah, it shows. <laughs> your drawings are great, too. I really love your, your pencil, your graphite work, and your tattoo work. It's all pretty fucking amazing. Man, thank you so much. Dude, so, could we pause for a sec? Yeah. <laughs> I already got to do that other edit anyway. I'm just, I'm, like, having a really hard time right now. How come? Just, like, Nerves? really bad anxiety. Oh, you don't sound like it, though. I mean, it doesn't come across. I just feel like I'm, like, about to freak out. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> and it's like, I knew this would fucking happen. This this is why you, I haven't done this yet. You you tattoo at high-voltage tattoo. You tattoo on people. 
I mean, that is like way scarier than talking to me on this fucking podcast. <laughs> but at least it's like, it's like I have a job to do. Right. Like well, I, I apply a tattoo. Like it's like, I'm there for a very specific reason. It's like when I'm just chatting, like I feel like it's just so uncomfortable to not be right. I not, don't know. It's just, it's so foreign for me. Like I'm not used to it at all. Wow. Well, you're going to have to get used to it because your work's too good. No way. I just want to like go. I want to be like Odd Nerdrum, dude. I just want to paint and go yeah. hide and like not talk to anybody. <laughs> like that's my ultimate dream. Like this is like there's something so uncomfortable about this for me. Yeah. Well, that's the it's it's an artist thing. But, you know, I was like this. I was the same way. So um, I just had to force myself to do it because I that was I knew that I had to. Um, yeah. You know, I had to, I had to get over it if I was going to be able to make a living doing this. I had to, you know, network and go to shows and stuff. Did you used to have bad anxiety? Uh, yeah. I mean, like to the point where like you would run away from like conversation. Um, maybe not that bad, but um, I it was extremely uncomfortable extremely un- uncomfortable i would have definitely avoid things um avoid situations for sure but i just kept like i have to do this you know this is i can't get around it so i just have to i have to just do it so i kept putting myself in the in the situation and then the more i did it the easier it became and then now yeah. it's now it's like i'm interviewing people i don't know which this is totally out of character for me i, I was always i was so shy when i was a kid that i wouldn't even like I, I just talked about this on one of the podcasts recently that I would not even um, want to like pay for things, like when I was buying candy at the store. That's <laughs> oh, how like shy I was. Candy. I wouldn't even want to like talk to an adult that I didn't. Yeah, it was just like it was pretty bad. So I understand it. <laughs> yeah, but you're right. There's like there's something about it. It's like I know I need to keep doing it. Yeah, it's just it's to this point though where I'm like it's not getting fucking easier. You know what I mean? Like, like I've, I feel like I've done some pretty, like what most people would consider scary shit. And like, right. It's never easy for me. Like it's always a battle. It takes like everything in me to not just like run away. You know? Yeah. 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 <clears throat> I don't know. I, th- I, I, I still, I, I'm sure, you know, it's probably never, I mean, I'm not comfortable at shows, you know, when I go to oh, shows, the worst. I'm, I'm not really comfortable, but it's like I can handle it now. That's the difference. It's like I know I can handle it, so I just do it. And then you kind of, you know, put your persona up and know how to behave. And it's like know yeah. that you'll be able to handle it, basically. See, so. I, I, I usually just get so nervous that I I end up being short in some way. And I feel like that comes across as rude a lot of the time. All right. So it seems like a lot, of, a lot of interactions I've had have been, like, not the best. You know, like, right. does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there's there's always that. Uh, you know, you always hear that. Um, that uh, I've I've heard so many stories about people thinking people judging other pe- shy people as being like conceited or something. But it's just because it's yeah, totally. just they're being shy and uncomfortable, and it has nothing to do with that. You know, it feels it's like being the opposite of conceited. It's right. being so <laughs> self conscious that you feel like you're not worthy. Right, to be right, right. But that like comes across as like oh this snob like doesn't talk to anybody right right but the thing you know here's the thing um you, you 
you gotta realize that you're the only one that's feeling this and everybody that hears this they see your artwork they see your tattoo work and they're like oh this dude's a badass and they have no idea that you have anxiety and so they don't even think oh this guy's got anxiety they're not thinking that at all they're like just want to hear what you have to say you know they're not that's another big reason why i signed up for this like it's like i know there's other people like me that will benefit from hearing what i have to say right right i mean that just came across very like cocky but no it's true that's true i mean that's not specifically me but just like i have a message to tell people that it would help me if I heard someone say this shit. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. For sure. That's, I mean, that's a big part of what this podcast is all about, you know, so people don't right. feel like they're alone and, and, and the little eccentricities that they have. And, and, you know, these, these, um, issues come up all the time on the podcast, you know, it's like an artist right. thing. Yeah. And it's like when I'm, when I'm on my own, it's like, I love that about myself, but it's, it's just like when I'm interacting with other people, like all these insecurities come mm-hmm. out for like, I don't even know why, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, it's, you know, artists are more sensitive. I think for one thing are more, more, sen- so. more sensitive than uh, the average person. I think that's part of it, but you know, I don't know. You don't sound at all nervous to me. So if you just well, that's good. Keep keep faking it, and <laughs> I'm doing my best, man. Okay. Like, I'm really trying to just like I'm really trying to think about what it is and why it almost like trying to like reverse engineer it, right? Just so right. Like, I feel like if I have a better understanding of it, like the more I'll be able to just like digest it and like move on, right? Right. Instead of just feeling it and not knowing why, like, yeah, yeah. Like if I knew why, it would just help a ton, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I don't know. For the most, for 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 now, just you know, I'm just a I'm just a dude sitting in his room in my house. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All this crap in the in, in my studio or in my office here. So, do you paint every day? Uh, I t- depends. I try to. I mean, uh, I'm, I deal with my business, my art business, so. You know, I'm uh, dealing with emails, and right now I've got a, some sculptures I got to get done because I have to get them to this guy who's going to make a mold. And so, you know, I've, it's been a couple of weeks since I've been able to paint actually because I've been dealing with. I had to do a sculpture for conjoined, and um, and I got this other. That sculpture was amazing, by the way. Oh, thanks, thanks. This thing is so cool. <laughs> so I, I painted that, but it's not like a regular painting. So I'm always, you know, pretty much always doing some kind of creative thing, but. There's a lot of business stuff that has to happen. And, and do I you enjoy do doing the business aspect? Um, it's, I mean, not really. <laughs> uh, it's it's nice when money's coming in and things are working well. I mean, I don't. I, I like doing printing. Like I got my printer back here. This big printer. I like um, pr- yeah. printing the my um, my fine art prints and. Um, that's kind of fun. It feels productive. Uh, I, you know, I don't mind the business. Actually, I don't mind. I do like, you know, I'm printing labels out and stuff and I have someone who helps me do my shipping. So she boxes everything up for me. So I don't have to deal with that anymore. And, um, but it's kind of like, 
I, I can get into the whole business thing. I would be able to get into it if I didn't have all this other shit hanging over my head. Like I got to get these commissions done. I mean, this is, this has been like me pushing really hard for, you know, almost 20 years now. Um, yeah. with this art, you know, art, art career. So it's just like, I've taken on all these commissions. I've got commissions from four years ago that I still haven't done. And so it's like, I've got all these things I have to get done. So that's why I'm trying, I'm trying to get everything done this, this year, like everything that's outstanding. So, I mean, I've been trying to put the brakes on everything for like three years now and slow, so I could slow down. And it's still like, you know, it was, I was going at such a frantic pace that it's still not totally slowed down yet. I feel like it was just like this jet train on a track and I started putting the brakes on three years ago and it's finally kind of almost going to stop pretty soon, maybe in like six (laughs) months, it'll stop all the way. And then I could be at, at zero again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's like you know, have an art business dealing with it's it's very difficult if you don't have like a, a regular kind of paying job because you just have to hustle constantly. You know? Yeah, it's like you're literally just generating your own your own income. That's yeah, like, yeah. That's so much pressure. It is. It's cool though, man. When you can do it, it's like you know, it makes you feel like, wow. Do you ever have days where you just wish you could just like? just say fuck it and be like i'm just gonna go work at trader joe's like make my money without <laughs> thinking and then like i'll be able to just paint whatever the fuck i want when i want nah, does not, something change once it becomes business yeah not really i mean because I, I worked i was working in you know the makeup effects business for 20 you know 20 years at least and so um that became like a regular felt like a regular job to me so you know for less seven years while I was trying to develop my art career, I was working in the day and it was really frustrating, really frustrating because, you know, I just felt like I was wasting my time every single day. I was like, ah, oh, I was just yeah. wasting eight to 10 hours a day when I could be painting and, you know, so I, I've really worked to get to this point. I worked really hard to get here and, and, um, it's hard. It's, it's difficult, but I wouldn't definitely wouldn't go back. You know, yeah, there's something so beneficial about having a job that you hate. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> not even hate, but it's just being right. at a job where you know, like, it's holding you back. Yeah, for sure. It like, was... It's important to realize, like, that you can outgrow stuff, right? And some people just never accept it, you know, they they always accept just like wondering what could have been, right? Absolutely. Same with, or you it know, it seems like. Same with having to make money. It's like, you know, everybody hates having to make money and pay bills. But, you know, I always think, I think you know, on one hand, I would not have, if I was just like a trust fund kid or something and I never had to make any money or, you know, I, I wouldn't have produced nearly as much work and I wouldn't have probably have worked as hard, which I wouldn't have developed my career to where it is now if I didn't have to. So I, I kind of appreciate that, that pressure at this point, I'm like, you know, I'm 52 and I've had, I've had enough of it. I'm, you know, feeling the pain of getting older and not having the, the energy I used to have. So, um, uh, I'm, I'm over it, but it's like, I, I, I'm glad it was there. It really pushed me further, you know, having, having to pay the bills and deal with all this stuff. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And it's like, 
a lesson in gratitude. Yeah. You know, it's like, it comes down to like, you, you get to create for a living. Like, yeah, that's for all sure. you could ask for. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. So many people just like work so hard for nothing. I know. Seems. I know. I, I mean, know. not even just in America, like all over the world, people are like, oh, hell yeah. Really, really slaving over their income and they, totally, like, they man. don't get, you know. Yeah, I never take it for granted. That's for sure. It's a definitely a pr- privileged place to be. So I, I always want to honor that, um, you know, and do do you know do the best work I can do. Definitely. You know. So how are you feeling? Feeling better yet? Still struggling. <laughs> well, let's just do it. Let's just go. It's been recording this whole time, so. I, mean, I know it has been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm still like, because I'm almost just like, fuck it, like just play everything. Like I want people to hear this shit. Like, I want, hey, I would be I wanted... totally down with that. That would be great. That would be an awesome you know? episode. Just play it as is. Yeah, like I'm down. Okay. Like it's it's real. It's me. Like, totally, man. This I, is what I'm working with. You know, hey, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's like the, here's the thing. It's like most people feel that way, but nobody, you know, most people don't come out and say it. So it's kind of brave. Exactly. it's kind of brave to just say it because it's true, you know. It's it's my reality. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking for all those who are too afraid to talk. Oh man, I've had people turn me down on on here. You know, people that were like everything that... in me wanted to say no. Yeah, everything <laughs> in me was like, just not do this. But because it's like... I knew that what's happening right now, like I knew this would happen. Right, right. Right, yeah, I yeah, I've just like it's, I, it's really fucking debilitating. But yeah. I, it's like that's why I keep trying to do uncomfortable things so I can. That's the only way, man. Like, maybe one day I'll get used to it. Like, maybe you will, you will. I'm telling you, man. I've been in this position many times, and it gets easier. And, and you won't believe it, you know, when you're old like me, you'll be like, oh, I remember I used to get all bent out of shape about doing interviews, but now it's a piece of cake. That's a, <laughs> like like I said, you, you know, you you can't. You, you, this is what you have to deal with it because your work is too good. You're just going to keep getting asked to do more interviews and stuff because your stuff is great. Unless you just quit doing art or quit promoting yourself. <laughs> Nobody knows. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm tired of having this feeling that people think I'm, like you said, like pretentious. Yeah. Like it's my worst fear that I come across as like ungrateful or pretentious. Like right. I'm just not very socially active you know yeah yeah well you know like, like I, I know I, I tattoo people for a living like yeah that's I talk to a lot of people yeah that that to me that seems way harder than getting interviewed that seems to me like pretty scary because i used to do i used to do prosthetic makeups on, on movies and stuff right so i had to deal with actors and um g- gluing shit on their faces or putting them in creature suits and making them uncomfortable. So it's really kind of similar to tattooing, except tattooing is a lot more painful. But um, but it was the same, kind of the same thing. And I was always, I, I was never comfortable putting a makeup on an actor or an actress. It was like... It's really close. Yeah, I just felt like, ah, oh, I, I, I don't want to be making them uncomfortable. And I, and I don't want to be making small talk with them. I'm not good at it. I just want yeah, to do the, cool. I want to do the creative part and that's it. So, but you have to, you know, you have to talk with, uh, you know, Julia Roberts or wh- whoever you're doing a makeup on. It's like <laughs> totally nerve wracking, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny because like I used to feel about tattooing like how I feel right now. Like it was extremely uncomfortable for yeah, me to but, like but you, to deal with people. But you did it, and now it's probably not that hard, right? Yeah, well, it's taken like I've been tattooing for eleven years, and I'm just like finally starting to <laughs> be able to settle in. So hey, well, like, it happens. So. It's like a decade of podcasting to do, and like <laughs> hit me up in ten years. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's cool. So okay, so what I mean, you were drawing since you've been a little kid, right? Yeah, since I since I can remember. Yeah, were you always doing? Um, I don't know. Were you always into dark stuff, or were you just what, what kind of stuff were you drawing when you were a little kid? What was I drawing? I remember like drawing baseball cards, like just drawing oh. top to bottom of a baseball card when I was super young, and like, mm-hmm. I wish I still had those drawings because it. Like, I didn't even think about anatomy. Like, and they probably came out halfway <laughs> decent, you know? It's like, the less you think about it, the better you are or something. Right. I bet you... I'm, was, I, I don't know when I got, like... I remember getting into, like, pretty dark imagery at a pretty young age, but I'm not, like... I don't remember specifically, like, when that started. Hmm. Okay. Were you into horror movies and stuff, or...? Well, my thing, like, I wasn't really allowed to consume any of that shit. Like, I was raised, like, really fucking religiously. No way. Interesting. So it was, it's almost like interesting. my entire childhood of suppression caused me to just turn into this, like, to really see, like, what what a dark place is. Right, right. You know, and that just sort of, like, comes out now in my artwork, I guess. Like, a lifetime of suppression is just, like, it's given me so much right it's like it's the thing i'm the most grateful for now wow interesting it's just i feel like it's given me this like this just deep urge to like express myself since i wasn't really able to have an opinion for like Hmm. most of my life wow wow well um yeah i mean it's in that situation a kid either uh accepts it and goes along with it and and i think kind of loses a part of themselves or they, you know, kind of go the opposite way. And, and I wonder about that and save, like, I'm always like, save themselves. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was basically like raised to believe that way. It's just, I had something in me that I would always question huh. deeper. Like I don't, it's like, it, it sucked at the time, not knowing what everyone was talking about. Like people would ask me like, Oh, did you feel, do you feel God in your heart? And I'm just like, no, I, I never actually felt it. Like I always questioned it. Right. It always made me, it, it was sad when I was younger cause I, I felt left out. Right. Right. Yeah. That's interesting. You know, at one point when I was probably, I must've been like nine years old. My, my brother got all, he became like a born again Christian. I mean, my, my, my parents, my mom was very, uh, cool and kind of new agey. And we were, you know, we were into like ghosts and kind of a lot of weird stuff. And she was just super open and never pushed any kind of religion on me. So that's why I don't really have any, um, I don't have a lot of negative feeling towards religion in general, but, but, uh, um, because I, it was never forced upon me. But at one point, my brother became a born again Christian because someone on on the street, when he was like like maybe fifteen or something, I think someone on our street went to this church and took him, and he, you know, for so for like a year or something, he was a born again Christian. And at one point, he took me to one of these uh, meetings, these church meetings, and it was like it was the <laughs> it was so funny, man. This is the seventies, so it was like 
they had like rock bands like christian rock bands totally like long-haired 70s stoner looking christian rock (laughs) bands and so i went there and i was just kind of like all right i'm just going along with it and at the end of this show they take you in this little room with a bunch of other people and they basically like give you this little orange bible and they said you know take you know take jesus into your heart or something like that and i was like open to it at the time because you i always say my my um my experience of the the concept of jesus was jesus christ superstar that movie <laughs> which is like a super cool version of jesus you know and so that's what i thought of as jesus i never thought of jesus as like this wrathful asshole like a uh, uh, fundamentalist christians portray him as so i was kind of open to it and not you know i I didn't really have any negative feelings towards it but i remember i afterwards i I remember at the thing i didn't feel anything and i was like wow well i'm not getting the feeling that you know people are talking about and i tried to read this little bible and it just didn't do anything for me it was just like this book that didn't really it just didn't it you know i didn't feel anything and that was and that was that you know, and it's just like I, you know, eventually I've had, you know, m- massively spiritual and all kinds of kind of spiritual and supernatural experiences in my life, but they had nothing to do with um, religion or anything. But it's funny because I don't know. It's like I was a kid and I tried and it didn't work. <laughs> so I just moved right. on, you know. But and it's weird that like the older I get, the more everything makes sense to me. Right. You know, like I, I understand why people are religious. Like I totally, totally get yeah, it. yeah. Because there's no because life is a, a big mystery and nobody knows really what's going on. I mean, you put here, it's it's kind of crazy to think that you're born and you just don't know what the fuck it, this is. What is reality even? You know. And that's exactly it. Like we don't know. Like nobody, nobody on the knows. fucking earth knows what's happening. And yep. the fact that anyone could say they know anything is it's not true. Like you can't say. There's no such thing as a fact as far as we know. You know what I mean? Right. Well, that... But it's weird. I spent so much time, like, resenting religion growing up. And mm. now I'm just, like, I understand what it is. And it's... What right. it is is an attempt at, like, finding spirituality. Right. Totally. Because man. it's, like, I, I feel like I'm a very, like... I'm very into, like, the spiritual stuff now, which is so bizarre. Because it's, like, it's almost parallel to, like, religious people. But, right. but it's different. Yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's well, the thing? It's like, you know, I've had enough experiences that I know that it's like it's real. There is this underlying, you know, energy in everything and it's there's something bigger than the way it, there's more than meets the eye basically. And but we don't really know what the hell. And um uh, we were just ta- who was who was the last I think it was the last guest I just had on, John Cibolero. I think that was it. We were talking about um being an agnostic is the only ag- kind of honest it's it's what everybody is you know cuz nobody knows is one way or the other what's that yeah. that's just basically saying i don't know yeah yeah and that's what everybody is whether they you know they might think they know but um yeah 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 i yeah the older you get yeah, that's the thing it's like people especially people when they turn away from religion if they were raised like you were and then they turn away from it they get really like totally in the opposite direction because they're like fuck you know they they see the the hypocrisy and the bullshit but as you get older you see like okay 
I see this, you know, woman who lost, just lost her child, you know, her kid died and, and she's holding on to this, this thing is making her feel better. So it's like, I can't, I just can't hate on it that much. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Cause like, it's cause some, some people are just barely hanging on with, because of that. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, I feel like a big part of why I was raised so religiously is because my mom just went through just such unbearable trauma. Right, right. right. You know, yeah. I, I understand that, like, she needed something more. Mm-hmm. And it's, I understand that she needed more, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it, and it you know, it had had a, ne- a negative impact on you in a way, but at the same time... Um, that negative impact is really from her trauma and not, not so much from the religion. You know what I mean? It's like that the negativity is probably coming from the trauma that she suffered, which is sad. It's tragic. And and at the time it was negative, but, but now it's something I look back on and I'm like the most grateful for it. Right. Right. Well, that's, you know, I'm a hundred percent grateful for my, my childhood and how suppressive it was now. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like almost like the more shit you can get through the, the better off you are. It's true, man. Yeah, if you, and that's you know that's something I think you you get when you be, when you get when you get older, and you um, see how life works, and um, and you're happy. Yeah, when, just when you, perspective, man. Yeah, that's all it is. And you get to a point place in your life where you're happy with yourself, then you can go okay and look back on all the times that you know. I look back now on, God, so many people fucked me over and and really hurt me, and I look back at it now, and I'm so grateful for all those experiences because I'm happy where I'm at now. Yes, you know, and that's like you know that's kind of the place to be. I think. Yeah, like the ultimate goal is to love yourself. I believe absolutely, you know? absolutely. And it's, it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because <laughs> it, it it comes out in every way. If if you love yourself, you're able to be loved. You like you become more attractive. Like for sure, you find more love when you love yourself. Yeah, you right. Get what you put out. Yeah, you can't really love other people either when when you don't love yourself. You know, but yeah, I guess it's especially hard since I was raised so religiously to believe like that. I like who I am is pure shit. Like I need something higher. Right. Right. It's not about self-love. It's about loving God. Like that's the only thing that matters. But I think that's where they got it twisted because I think I think what God is, is something that's inside of us. Yeah. Like it's basically self-love. Yeah. 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 Yeah, nothing to do with some dude in the sky. You know? Totally, man. Totally. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm 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 of the belief that it's God is every God is reality. God is everything. It's us. Everything. It's, it's... I mean, we're all atoms, dude. Right. We're all fucking atoms. Yeah. Dude. And it's it... just a physical facade. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. Right on, man. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, so this is getting deep. You're right. You 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 are willing to go deep. <laughs> you mentioned that before. I have no choice, man. <laughs> hey, that's the only way. That's that's the way I've approached everything in my life. Is just like yeah. fucking dive dive in, dive in, and this you'll be able I'm to able handle to it. Talk to like, yeah, and this is what's helped me talk to like clients. Like, right. I dive right in. Like I make the conversation go somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's, it's like I want to talk about. The deepest shit possible. Well, it's real. It's what's it's what's important. You know, all the all the um, chit chat is not important, really. You know. Yeah, or like, there's so many people speak in ways that are like, they're almost like trying to make themselves appear a certain way. Oh yeah, 
It's all you know, that. like you see so much bullshit. It's just like just be real all the time and like right. Try to understand and learn from everybody you encounter. You know, totally, man. And this is this is from what I believe is what art is all about too. Really, is 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 being truthful and honest and real. Oh know? yeah, that's what hundred percent. That's what good art and is. And it's something you could sense immediately in good art. Yeah, yeah. Just like you could sense immediately in good people. Like you, it's yep. something deeper than this fake facade that people put on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how, how did you end up uh, getting into tattooing anyway? How did I get? It sort of just happened. <laughs> like, uh, like when I was younger, I was still like I had a lot of religious guilt. So I so tattooing was always like considered a sin. So like it was never even a question of like if I could do that, like even though I love to draw. So wow. So earlier I, I went to like cosmetology school before anything like I wanted to cut hair. Oh, wow. Yeah. My wife went but, to cosmetology school also. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, yeah, it's definitely like a great job. But I, I felt almost like how you felt at the mask place. Like I felt like my like I wasn't fully expressing myself with it. Right. So I finally just sort of like. I remember my wife bought me a tattoo kit. <laughs> oh, really? Like, yeah, it's like, it's how I didn't want to start. But like, <laughs> it sort of opened the gates, you know. Next thing you know, I had friends over and I was tattooing them. Wow. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's crazy. It's funny because... Like, I never would have bought it for myself just right. out of guilt. But right. she bought it and just like, there it was. That's okay, amazing. what are you going to do with it? That's so cool. It, yeah, it's like, it chose me, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it found you. It found you. That's pretty amazing. Um, it was so bizarre to think that I could like make money using this machine on people. Like, right. Especially after all the, the just horrible jobs I had before where I was just so miserable. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, the more uh, tattooers I interview and, and meet, the more I realize what a, what a, what a tr truly a blessing that tattooing is for people. I mean, there's so, it's just, you know, look at the whole tattoo industry and, uh, so many people I talked to, like Nico, Nico Hurtado, he's like, you know, yeah. he didn't have any prospects. He was he was saying he just he didn't do well really well in school, I don't think, and he kind of lived in the middle of nowhere and not a lot of job opportunities. And it's like tattooing is just this amazing, really, it really is like a blessing for for so many people. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 created a whole industry for artists to um, make good money too, which is just crazy. So and it's so like, I wish everybody would would like try to pursue something that tattooing, like something like tattooing, could give you. Like, yeah, well, there's not that a lot of art. There's there's not very many art uh, art related fields that give you that that kind of that kind of income and that kind of freedom as well. You know, I mean, yeah. there, there are a lot of art related jobs like the one I was in and makeup effects and animation and stuff like that. But even those are more, you know, a little more standard type jobs. You know, it seems like tattooers are very, I don't know. You get to completely be who you are when you're a tattooer. It seems like, you know, Right. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm uh, the, 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 the other thing, the thing I go to for when I think about what are uh, jobs for artists that make good money, it's like advertising and uh, makeup effects and 
computer animation for video games and stuff like that. And, and those are, you know, I'm sure they're cool jobs, but they're, they're still kind of corporate. Tattooing right. doesn't seem very corporate. Um, I, I'm sure on, you know, on, on the big, the bigger levels are, are more corporate than others, but I think even the most corporate tattoo shop is, you know, not as corporate as a, a digital effects house or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if a, if I walked in, you know, with right. a suit on, <laughs> like it, would, it would just look something isn't right. <laughs> But it's wow. like once you get past that whole like corporate bullshit, you know, it's like it's like how much stuff do you really do for you and how much of that is like rebelling against a corporation or whatever. Right. That mentality. Right, right. So you, you you just kind of started practicing on your own. So this, this is you didn't do a, 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 a an apprenticeship. I did my first few tattoos just on my own and. And then I searched out an apprenticeship. Oh, like cool. I went to every shop in my area and like I did the whole walk in with my portfolio and get shot down thing. Like mm-hmm. I'm proud of myself for that now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's scary. I ended up finding a dude on Craigslist who, who apprenticed me. Where, where was, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Orange County. Oh, like okay. I didn't know that. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I've, I've done a few tattoos enough to know that it's too difficult for me. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I started to get into it and I was like, cause I had all these people encouraging me to, to do it. All these tattoo artists. And, uh, cause I was doing a lot of tattoo conventions with, with my artwork. And I just felt like, you know, in order to learn it, I didn't, I can't, I couldn't spare the time to learn you know, cause I was just like, what, like what about it was hard? Uh, it just didn't feel like any other, it didn't feel natural to me. Like every, you know, most other mediums that I've tried felt natural to me. Like I felt like I could kind of get a grasp on it fairly quickly. Um, with paint, I took to painting pretty quickly and you know, I've always been drawing. So, uh, but, but man, a needle on skin was just like, this doesn't feel like anything I've ever done before. <laughs> totally like, whoa, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. Just the like, Do you the, think the fact that it was human skin was the hardest part to get over? Oh, or was it just de- I mean, de- that's it was definitely part of it, but not just... Like the permanence of it. Yeah, there's that. That, that freaked you out? Like, there, do you think that was a yeah, big factor that, of why you thought de- it was so hard? Definitely. That's part of it, but... It's also just the way skin is so weird. It's not like the ideal surface to draw on, you know. Also, the weight of the machine was felt weird, and I, and it's like I realized it's like okay, I if I do this, I could probably I'm sure I could learn this because I've always been you know I've taught myself everything I know. I pretty much taught myself like computer animation and oil painting. I, I'm pretty much self taught, so I'm I'm a, a self starter. I'm good at that. And I figured I, I, I could learn tattooing, but I felt like, you know, as hard as as difficult as this is, it's going to take me probably, you know, a couple of years to, to get at all proficient at it. And I just yeah. don't I don't have I don't have two days to devote to it, let alone two <laughs> years, you know, because I'm constantly just like treading water, trying to pay the bills with this art business I've created. You know what I mean? Right. So I just felt like I can't commit to it. And I'm also I felt so satisfied. I feel so satisfied painting. Like I feel like 
I just totally, I'm already happy doing this. So I, 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 and, and my goal really with um, my art career was, is I want to take it as, as far as I can. I feel like um, it will keep me satisfied my entire life. You know, it's, it's so it's cause it's really difficult to do as well. So it's like, I'm always learning and, and I was like, yeah. you know, there's so many great tattoo artists already. It's like tattooing doesn't need another good tattoo <laughs> artist out there. There's like already so many amazing tattoo artists. It's like, I've kind of carved my little thing out, staked my claim. And, and I'm, so I've just, I thought I got to a point, I had all the equipment. I had all of my kids. Oh shit, you went all the way. Yeah. I had, um, um, a bunch of people telling me they would, you know, help me and i had all my my kid and my f- kids fr- uh, friends telling me they would let me practice on them and i just was like i finally got to a point where it's like it's i, I don't think i can commit to this you know i just don't have yeah. the, i don't have the time and i don't really have the drive to do it and i was and it's like you know one of the big motivations everyone kept telling me was like you'll make so much money because you have a name as an artist and you could just tattoo your own thing and charge a lot of money and then i just like you know that's great but you know that's you know that's i don't i don't that's not enough of a motivation for me you know what i mean it's like i i I respect i respect this art form too much to just do it for the money if i wanted to make money i could go back to the movie business you know i already but it's got to be nice for you to know that you you could if you want to yeah, yeah, and and it's like you know, there's no doubt that you know exactly what you would need to do to get successful at tattooing. It's just you you already found what you love. Yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of the bottom line. It's like I already have my true love here, so um, yeah, you know that's that's ultimately what kind of was like the deciding factor all, among all the other things, um, all the other reasons I gave as well. But I, there was a point where I was like, I was totally getting the bug for it. You know, that, but you know, I'm sure you've, you, you've had it. You, every, ta- every tattoo, <laughs> every tattoo artist I talk to talks about how they're like addicted. They get addicted, how much fun it is once you learn how to do it. And I was starting to get that feeling cause I would practice on it. You know, I've done like a handful, like five or six or something little, just yeah. crappy, dumb things. But still I was like starting to get that feeling for it. But it just it kind of the same as painting, I think. Yeah. When you make something that you're proud of, like you get super stoked on it. Yeah. And you want to do another one, right? Yeah. Like there's an addiction to doing tattoos you're proud of. Yeah, for sure. Just like paintings you're proud. I mean, any art you're proud of. Yeah. 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 Something addicting to making good art. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like a good, a good addiction. Um, yeah, just because it's so fucking hard. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And when you, you do something, you do it well. It's like, wow, I did that. That's kind of amazing. And it's like, there's so much more to it than just making art. Yep. You Absolutely. know, it's, it's such a, it's such a deeper thing than that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you re- when you're, when you really create, when you're seriously into a painting, and seriously creating a real deep piece of artwork it's totally spiritual it's oh it's super the best part of painting and making art is just sitting down and being with your thoughts and like yeah just going so deep in your mind it's like i wish people could feel what we feel yeah right you know what i mean like but it's yeah yeah. (laughs) it's 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 a lot of work yeah exactly it's so much work 
it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's like magic. It's basically magic. Um, when you when you get to that that level, it's just like you know, it's seriously magical. Okay, so you okay, you got your apprenticeship, and 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 how how'd you get the high voltage tattoo? What happened? So I was I was two months into my apprenticeship, mm-hmm. and um, um, who was it? <laughs> Sorry, give me a second. Can't even remember now. <laughs> no, I remember uh, the shop near my house that I like really wanted to get into. Um, sorry, give me a sec. No, no problem. <laughs> you still there? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah, so I was yeah. I was two months into my apprenticeship and I saw I think it was like on Facebook or something. Um you know Carrie Barba from Outer Limits? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. It was it's basically like at the time it was like the most prestigious tattoo shop. Like that place was like my dream shop to be at at the time and I saw that she posted uh on Facebook that she was looking for an artist Mm -hmm. and I was like literally in the middle of my fucking apprenticeship and I'm just like, I'm just going to see what happens. Like I'm just going to email her and like, just see what happens. So I emailed her and I ended up like having an interview and, uh, I thought the interview went horribly, (laughs) (laughs) much like this one. Um, (laughs) No way. This is great. Um, so we had an interview and, I just remember in my apprenticeship, the guy was really like, he was really trying to get me to be something I wasn't. Like he wanted me to be like this fake brave person that like, it just wasn't me. What do you you mean? What do you mean? Like he wanted me to be not who I am. In what way though? I'm really just like, because I'm really shy. He's like, dude, how are you going to fucking tattoo if you're like so afraid of all these human interactions? Oh, really? Like. But he was trying to get me, like, almost giving me this, like, false sense of bravado that I need to live by. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I went into the interview basically telling Carrie, like, hire me or, like, I'm going to fucking open a shop next door. You know? like, <laughs> Are you I serious? <laughs> dickhead energy because it's, like, I, I really wanted to be a tattooer. And I'm, like, I'll do whatever it takes, you know? Wow. And she's just, like, I remember at one point she said something, like, you don't have to do that. <laughs> looked me right in the eye and just like she saw right fucking through it and she's like can you come in tomorrow wow um, can you do a tattoo for me at the time i like i like i said like i had a handful of tattoos that i did on my own they were complete shit but my portfolio was full of drawings that i did so and the drawings were I think, good I, I imagine i think she saw the drawings and possibly saw some potential in me so she actually like allowed me to come back and like try to tattoo yeah wow well, you yeah, definitely, I, I mean, you bringing my wife in and tattooing her and I was hired. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, you definitely yeah, she really took a chance, man. Like she knew I was like, I was not ready. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, the, your portfolio must, your, your drawings, you must've had some pretty great drawings in there. I mean, clearly you've got a lot of, uh, you can tell you have a lot of natural ability. I mean, you can just, you. you can tell, you can just tell in your work, you, you're a natural at it. So, um, you know, she was smart. She saw that. She saw that potential. So, um, 
That's kind of amazing. Yeah, and though. the fact wow. that you gave me a chance and it just it made me really uh, force myself to step out of my comfort zone. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. That must have been you know, it's like talk about nerve really wracking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so nerve wracking. <laughs> but it's like it seems like anytime you really want something, it's like you have to do the one thing you really don't want to fucking. Oh do. man, tell me, <laughs> tell me about it. Tell me about it's it. Like, I think could... of like a worst case scenario. That's what you have to do if you want to be a better person. Right, Just right. Get past your issues. Yeah, like, it's the you... one thing you want to do the least. Yep, yep. That is so often. It's like I've got so many examples in my life of that happening to where I didn't want to do something, and it's like I look back and it was. It was probably because on some level I knew that it was going to take me to the next level. And that was actually the scary thing, you know, because yeah. you don't know. You kind of know what it's like. You know how to handle, I don't know, being broke and uh, not, not, you know, not doing well because it's like that's how you've been your whole life, you know. And yeah. then it's like the the prospect of of growing and becoming better and, and having new experiences is, is scary as hell. And yeah. And it's like, you feel like you don't deserve it. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't happen until you accept that you deserve it. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's easier said than done. You yep. Know? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like serious psychological shit involved in, um, making big leaps like that. You know, it's, it's hard. It's difficult. That's the hardest shit. dude. Yeah. The hardest the psychological aspect of life is just, it's the hardest. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. But the, I mean, that's everything, right? Yeah, what exactly. <laughs> exactly. What the fuck else is there? Yeah, bro? right. It's, it's so you true. You want to just like go be a dog and just be happy all day and just chill. Yeah, right. Right. The That's the, the ultimate in boredom. You know, everyone. Yeah, I think about that. My dog, it's like, uh, she seems so happy, but God, I would be so bored just sitting around and doing nothing. I have to keep busy. I love to create. But you know? or are they just like enlightened souls? Yeah, you know, yeah, they're yeah. Just like, they're in a perpetual state of presence all day. Absolutely, they're yeah. Basically in heaven, dude. Like, yep. Basically, the definition of heaven or nirvana or like you know what I mean. All these, it's basically just being present and content. Right, right. That's but, all you could ever ask for. But but you know what though? One, I I I always used to think that, and then I I heard somebody was talking about um, how animals. It was someone who was like an animal behaviorist or something, and they were talking about how actually a big part of animals in the wild, you know, they seem like they're kind of just enlightened and in the moment, but but they're constantly afraid, you know, Especially, right. you know, because there's no, you know, <laughs> talk about not knowing what the fuck's going on, <laughs> you know, it's right. like, uh, and, and just not, you know, just not knowing where you're, when you're going to eat next and not knowing if something's going to kill you. I mean, I'm sure though that, uh, you know, animals, uh, pets that we have are, are, are pretty enlightened because they don't have to worry about anything. They get in that mode to where everything's taken care of. So I, they're probably, right. they probably are like these advanced Buddhas that have graduated to the point where they live these nice short lives where everything's taken care of for them. And they just get to chill, yeah, guess, chill like, on the couch. Animals that live at home. Right. Specifically. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, what's worse? Like, constantly being afraid for survival right like, that's a job like what's worse than like i almost feel like being in your own thoughts just torturing yourself all day is worse yeah yeah <laughs> i know because like, we have human brains that are able to like get us to where we are doesn't mean we're not 
in some state of suffering. Yeah, know? yeah. Well, it's, you know, this this gets to um, really philosophical kind of questions that this world is a, you know, this reality we live in is, is, is full of, um, you know, we're predators. You know, humans are predators. We're animals. And it's like this world is, to be human is to suffer. And so, you know, we've come up with all these gadgets and, and um, uh, uh, you know, technological advances to to alleviate all these other issues we've had. But, you know, now we don't have to worry about a lion eating us, but we got to worry about um, not having health insurance and right. getting thrown and out the on the street. Yeah, yeah. So it's like we've got it's, – it's like – it's almost like suffering is – in it, it, like uh, an integral part of reality and it, and and the more we try and avoid it the it just keeps coming up in a new way every time you know so it's more like okay we have to actually maybe deal with suffering and learn how to suffer because it's going to happen one way, way or another you know what i mean right so i don't know that's I mean, where just being present helps yeah so yeah being, well this is that's you know being like a cat helps yeah yeah well this this is uh the whole thing about Buddhism is, is you know, it's one of the, uh, one of the, I think it's one of the four noble truths or one of the truths the Buddha said, which is life is suffering and the way to, to stop suffering is to be present, you know, and not be thinking all this crazy stuff, which is why yeah. meditation is the key to that. It's everything, man. Yeah. It's everything. I mean, yeah, I've, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big meditator. Um, so I get crazy when I don't meditate. How often do you meditate? Uh, every day, every day. I mean, I've, I've done it. I've been meaning to do that forever. <laughs> yeah. I've got, I've got, uh, yeah, I've got some resources for you. <laughs> Cause I, I've meditated all my life. My dad, uh, my stepdad was a major, he meditated like my whole life growing up. He was always every single day. He was hardcore Buddhist meditator guy and um so i was familiar with it and i did it throughout my whole life i've meditated but never like you're supposed to which is every day like you have to do it every day in order to get the benefits of it so really for the last i think two or three years i've been doing it regularly and it, and it absolutely makes a huge difference huge like what is the main change do you think that it's made for you less anxiety less um less crazy thoughts going through my head um just calmer uh, uh yeah and able to um not react uh emotionally to things just kind of yeah you know being more objective and calmer and it's you know it's huge it's huge it's huge i'll definitely i'll send you some links i got some good links for you if you're, if you want Send to start, start doing that, <laughs> it might help with your anxiety. No, It'll, I, I it mean, would I definitely, definitely help. A lot. It would definitely. What's that? I do meditate quite often. Oh, you do. Okay. Okay. How often do you do it? Uh, I mean, not as much as you. I mean, at least one day a week I'll, I'll designate for meditation. Oh, okay. That's good. 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 Um, and also I feel like psychedelics help a lot with that. Oh Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I've, one day a week, I'll I'll dedicate to either meditating all day or I'll just trip all day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I I 
had some major, you know, my major spiritual um, experiences have been on psychedelics. Um, so uh, I hear you there. <laughs> it's like this, the thing about the um, meditation is like I went through a period in the late 80s, like 87, when I had this major, I first tripped and I was doing it like often over a summer having these major revelations and realizations and spiritual realizations. And at the end of it, it just it kind of wore off. And I kept getting this message. You have to do this on your own. You have to learn how to get to this headspace on your own without psychedelics. And, and I, and so it's like, I kept, I was like, okay, I know what you're telling me. I need to start meditating. And then I, I would start and then I just wasn't disciplined about it. So it's like, you know, years and years and years go by and it's like, you do it for a year and then I let it lapse for six months. But now I'm, you know, at this age, I'm like, okay, I can do this. And so I've, I've been, uh, much more disciplined about it. And, and really you can, you, you get to trip states when you meditate, uh, regularly. You can, you can, if you get really into it, you can totally trip. You can totally oh, trip dude, through meditation. Sometimes I'll be like just in the middle of drawing or painting and I'll just think about, I'll just think about like a deep spiritual experience and I'll just snap right into this like insane almost like psychedelic experience just mm -hmm. like this insane moment of just pure presence right like since i did the psychedelic i know what that feels like and yeah like i could just like get into that through meditation like yeah you could just think about the way it felt and it it's in the it's in the brain memory or right something. right yeah yeah that's cool just that man. pure euphoric like out of body yeah that i know like it's the same thing you get from meditation like i fully understand what what that feels like yeah yeah I'm, I mean, I'm working my way to an hour a day. That's what I'm trying. Because I've been taking these magic classes for a couple of years now. On, on, this online. Magic? Yeah, like uh, occult magic, which is basically... The gathering? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like uh, magic, like Grant Morrison, uh, you know, like drawing... Like you're a, practicing magic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, occult stuff. Um, Is that a spiritual thing as well? Yeah, it's it's funny. I, you know, you, you get into it because it's like, okay, I want. I, I'm. It, it, I, I've all. I always practiced. My mom taught me to do this creative visualization when I was a kid, which is basically you know like manifesting things in your reality with your thoughts, and. Uh, you know, like the secret, kind of that cheesy new age stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and all I, you have to do is believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but it always worked for me. And, totally. and so um, I uh, eventually, so it's like something I've always kind of been doing. And I've always had that kind of magical mindset, like, you know, spiritual, there's, you know, which is basically there's spirit, there's, God is in everything and, um, you know, all that sort of stuff. So, uh, but I finally, you know, a few years ago, I've, I just found this, this, uh, resource online. That's really good. This website called magic.me, this guy, Jason Lube, he's a really, really great magic teacher. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to try and learn this properly because I've sort of been winging it on my own. And, uh, you know, cause I'm trying to get just, I originally did it because it's like, I'm tired of being broke all the time. 
you know, and, and hustling constantly because I'm getting older. It's harder to hustle all the time and, and it's hard to make money. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to try and use these skills that I uh, had when I was a kid. When I was a kid, whenever I needed money, I would visualize for it. And I always, would always get it, but it would be like $200 or something or 50 bucks <laughs> so I could buy latex and make a mask. But it always worked. And so I'm thinking, okay, I, I, I can... I'll, I'm going to do this and I'm going to get myself set financially. So I'm not going to have to work so hard because, because I'm going to, you know, there's a bit a few times where I've been like, if I keep doing this, thank you. If I keep doing this, I'm going to kill myself. Like if I keep working this hard, I'm going to like have a heart attack. It's gotten, it's been that bad for me before because like I'll, it's out of hand. Yeah. Like I just, I will work so hard that it's just fucks me up. The older I get, it's like, it really would fuck me up. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this. I'm going to try and learn magic so I don't have to do this anymore. And then once you start learning what magic is, it's like it's meditation is 90% of it. Probably 95% of it is meditation. It's training yourself with these certain breathing exercises and being able to clear your mind 100%. And, and it's about enlightenment. It's a spiritual path. It's basically a spiritual path. And, you know, all the other all the stuff that you can do, like create money or manifest things physically are totally icing on the cake. The main thing is that you, it's, it's about gaining enlightenment and being able to learn how to meditate. It's so simple. It's really kind of funny um, that you, you know, you go there because you're trying to escape these problems you're having. And then you realize, Oh, it's, you know, I'm having these problems because I'm not spiritually balanced, you know? I'm, I'm, right. I'm it's not, something I, manifesting itself. Right, right. It's like push. So it's like this, you know, being being broke and 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 feast or famine kind of things. It's pushed me pushed me to go and learn this thing. And then you go to learn the thing, and it's like, oh, this is what I knew I've been doing since the acid told me I had to start meditating in 1987. <laughs> you know, it's right. like finally it's okay. Just weird how it's like all this knowledge just comes out. It's like it's you already have all the knowledge you need. Mm -hmm. Just like fighting it, (laughs) totally. It's like you don't hear what you're ready to like what you need to hear until you're ready to hear it. Right, right. So yeah, you can hear it. A million different things can be telling you this, and and until you actually are ready, it just goes in one ear and out the other. Yeah. So I mean, so anyway, that's that's kind of where I've been at lately. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I I guess I just get a little skeptical anytime it's like like you have to put a label on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the last thing I feel when I'm tripping is like, Oh my God, this is so incredible. I have to like categorize this. Right. Well, the, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. So this is the thing with magic. This is the thing. It's, you know, that state you get in the, with the psychedelic, you know, when you're tripping that mm-hmm. spiritual state you get to. Yeah. Magic is basically getting that way without taking anything. That's what it is. So it's like it's it's like okay if you do this, if you do these practices, what, like, I guess like what is the actual practice of magic? Like you put like cards down, or you put like stones in a certain way, or it's, I just imagine like the cliche like girl in the living room with like a pentagram around you. <laughs> right. It just all seems so like unnecessary. Like you can just close your eyes, and if you could just meditate and get there, right? It, it 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 is pretty much it is unnecessary. It's it's like th- those rituals. And I don't mean to knock your shit. No, 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 no. You're, I mean, this is talked about in these, in these classes I take. This, this dude talks about this stuff. It's like, it really is. It's like these, you know, the, the pentagram, uh, the, the, uh, the dagger, the cup, the tarot cards and all this stuff. These are all, um, 
tools and symbols to get your mind to that place that um, psychedelics can get you to in like an hour. You know, it's like they're, 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 and you get to a, once you get to a, a certain point, you don't need any of that shit. And it really is all about meditation. Ultimately, it's I guess a, I get, it's almost like going to like a sound bath. Like a what? Have you been to like a sound bath where they play singing bowls? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, you're, no. you're almost just like a different version of a hippie. Right. Yeah. Totally. Like a dark hippie. <laughs> it is. Oh, I get the, I fuck with that. Like I'm, I consider myself a hippie at this point. We're mm-hmm. just the, you're the dark hippie. Right. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> but it's, 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 uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's funny. The, the, you know, it's, it, 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 even when I was getting into it at first, I was like kind of, uh, not skeptical because I've always, like, I've had such major spiritual experiences, impossible things happen to me that I have never doubted it, that it's real. But when I was getting into it, you know, I had all that baggage like, Oh, what if this is evil somehow? Or what if this is negative? Yes. And it's like, once you start learning, you're like, oh, okay, the pentagram is, you know, all that shit, pen- upside down pentagrams and stuff, it's all bullshit. It's all like horror movie stuff. The pen- pentagram is like a pentacle. It means earth. It means the earth element. These represent, these different um, symbols represent the four elements of earth. You know, basically it's like, it's kind of this, um, uh, it's, like, it's like kind of an operating system to function in the world in a spiritual way. It's really, it's interesting. And, and it's, and it's, and it's just a lot, um, less spooky and exciting than it seems like, you know, it's very, it's kind of mundane. The, 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 the magical perspective is that everybody's doing magic all the time. Everybody's always manifesting. You manifest what you think. This is reality. Um, yep. What you're thinking about manifests. It's like when you're constantly thinking, this is why, you know, or one of the reasons people that have negative shit going through their mind are um, constantly having bad luck. It's like they're kind of creating it. They can't get out of this loop. Um, So it's, it's ultimately everybody's always creating magic. The, The reality is magical. It's not, it's natural. Magic is a natural phenomenon of reality and we're just so kind of disconnected from that reality in, in our modern world that this seems like all woo-woo crazy stuff, but it's not. It's right. like it's normal. And it's like everybody's yeah, doing it all the time and they don't realize it. So it's like I think, uh, you know, that's – Aleister Crowley said something like everybody's doing magic all the time anyway, so you might as well learn how to do it well. Is you know, right. and, it's like, and he's another one that's like, you know, this notorious guy, but when you look at – and he was like a notorious kind of fucked up guy and died a drug addict. And, you know, he was, he had his own issues, but you know, he was uh, a scholar, a magical scholar and did like all these amazing writings. So it's like, you have to kind of look at his writings and take the notorious character that he set himself up to be. He was, you know, it's kind of an act. A lot of it was an act. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a quite a journey. You know, it's all it's all been a lot different than I thought it was going to be, but it's it's amazing and really cool. Yeah, it's it's never what you think it will be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> psychedelics teach you that. <laughs> but anyway, I don't even know how we got on this subject. Um, I'm just We're trying just to blowing man. Yeah, I'm just trying to find out how you uh, 
got to high voltage. <laughs> what? Sorry, what? How what did... Oh, before even the tattooing, I worked at a, I was working at Coffee Bean while I went to hair school. Uh huh. And I met this dude at Coffee Bean. And uh, I don't know how we stayed in contact, but like maybe through like Instagram or Facebook, like we, we sort of followed each other. But uh, I remember five years into tattooing at Outer Limits, he hits me up and he's like, dude, do you want to work for Kat? Because I knew that he was <laughs> friends with her. Uh-huh. Just like out of nowhere. And I'm like, uh, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, let's do it. And at the time, like Outer Limits had transitioned, like she switched management. So I was working for this different dude that I like really wasn't getting along with. Uh-huh. And it was like the perfect timing. Like I was looking for a shop. Um, there was one close to me that was awesome, but I signed this agreement that said I couldn't work within like 20 miles. So it was like, I probably would have got sued by the old owner. He was like right. such a Wow. And then out of nowhere, I get this, this offer from my friend Darren who got me hired at high voltage. Like he put in a good word for me to cat. So basically like within him asking me if I want to work for her and like, like the next day I was at Kat's house, like interview. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> like it, it just happened so quickly. Crazy. That's crazy. So how was that? That must've been nerve wracking as hell. Another, yeah. Another one of those just like fucking terrifying, like life changing moments. <laughs> and it's like, I, I probably acted exactly how I'm acting right now. <laughs> Which concerns me because it's like, fuck, dude, am I ever going to grow out of this horrible like, well, state of fear? Like you say, animals are always scared, so the fuck am I, you know? <laughs> we are animals. But yeah, the, that's the, the funny thing. Like I said, though, you don't seem at all. I'm not picking that up that you're nervous at all. It's weird. It's like it's 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 literally like all in your head, you know? I know. I know. That's the weirdest part. <laughs> it's all in my fucking head, like. It's like, I know exactly what I need to do to get over this. It's just like actually doing it right. in the face of adversity is like, you, you can't really, yeah, you can't really face it any more than you're facing it right at this moment, which is just like fucking. And it's top. overwhelming. Like I think too much about it. It overwhelms me. So right. Like, I don't, I'm not able to just say, oh, we're just having a conversation. Like my mind just goes right, so much deeper right. than that automatically. Like I can't just relax. It's right. Like, right. It's it. But the truth is like. It's a little true. Like, this isn't just going to be a conversation between us. Like, other people are going to hear this, and it is fucking uncomfortable. Right, but, right. But I want to do it just to see if I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never done it before, and it's like I'm going to do nothing but grow from this Yeah, experience. absolutely. Yeah, I feel like uh, well, I'm so fortunate to be able to be the first person to interview you like this. This is like, I feel like I really got to find here. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty Dude, cool. you know what's so weird is like, I, I came across your podcast like probably three or four weeks ago and really? my heart instantly dropped because I knew I was going to be on it. Really? <laughs> like, I'm not trying to sound like cocky no, or arrogant. No. Like, I just, the universe told me like, okay, prepare yourself. Yeah, you man, you probably, you manifested it. <laughs> you probably, you made it happen. <laughs> like I saw, and I, you only like, got I yourself really to blame. To <laughs> Like there was something about it that like drew me and I'm like, I want to be on that podcast. Wow. And I'm Amazing. to the point where I'm like, it's going to fucking, like I knew it was going to happen. That's so funny. And then, and then I, and then you get a message from me and you're like, oh shit. What? A, my be- whole world just crumbled. <laughs> dude. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> that is too funny, man. 
Wow. Okay, amazing. Is, this is real talk though. Yeah, yeah. This is great. This is this is like a fucking amazing episode. Crazy. I love it. This is great. I hope so. Oh yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. I mean, this is like yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to disrupt it. Let's keep talking. Um, don't uh, freak me out. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, so you 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 passed the the Kat Von D test, I, I guess, and you um, started working at High Voltage. And God, I, I imagine your first tattoo there was another uh, white knuckler, right? I mean, I'm I must. Well, God, the I mean, tattooing at this point is like, I don't get. Like it, I'm able to find comfort while I'm tattooing now. Hmm. Like, well, go to a place when I'm. There's something about like occupying my mind and dealing with people. Like, if I do two things at once, I'm a lot better at it than if if I was just like sitting in front of someone talking. So the wow. fact that I'm oh, there yeah, tattooing, yeah. like I could see that. You know, that's cool. That's cool. Like even right now, like I'm drawing as we speak because right. I need to, like. Yeah, I need to occupy my mind a little bit. <laughs> that makes sense. You know, I, I was I was just saying how I kind of do that when I paint. I ha- um I, I used to like talk on the phone a lot while I was painting. Um, now I, I um I put movies on, you know. I put movies on or documentaries so I can listen because that occupies part of my mind in a way, and it lets the other. Right. It's weird. It doesn't. It seems counterintuitive, but it really something about having something to occupy part of my mind lets me to just I don't know zone out and, yeah. and create. You know. That's the only reason I graduated high school. <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i was like i would just sit there and draw right oh yeah me yeah. too man oh, it's, God. And i feel like I, I retain stuff a lot better too like if i'm not drawing i'm just like my mind is wandering like i'm looking around i'm like i'm watching the way the teacher's mouth is moving and i'm like looking at his ears and i'm just right, like i'm right. not concentrating on what they're saying yeah 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 that sounds that's so i mean i really can relate to that um sometimes so it's like it's the same thing with tattooing like i go to that same state where it's just like i'm comfortable there that's interesting yeah plus you've got the mastery of the the medium you've been doing it a long time so you know you can do it you're not you know you're not worried about pull, being able to pull it off because you've done it enough times so you're com- oh, I, comfortable I with that that's still there really <laughs> that doesn't go away <laughs> yeah it's like that with I painting I too i don't want guess. that to go away like i don't ever want to be to the point where i'm like oh i got this right, like, right. i still i still get really nervous before every tattoo but wow once i start it like i slip into like a groove right yeah yeah you just got to get you got to take that first step yeah. i i i remember in i think it was 2013 when i did my uh this show called ego death i did this my big like my big show i did this art yeah show. i remember that one. Oh, cool uh that i remember after i painted that i i felt like I lot I I got past the point where I, I wasn't sure if I could do it. it. It was after that show. I remember after all those paintings, I'm like, okay, I feel totally confident. I could pretty much paint whatever I want. And it's been I, I up until that point. So that was 2013. So I was you know I started in 2000. I started teaching myself. I started kind of painting and you know seriously in 2002. So you're talking like uh, what 11. 12, 12 years, 11 years or something, all that, that time. And I had a career going, you know, since, uh, 2005 is when I was selling, started selling work pretty well. So all that time I felt like every painting was like, I don't know if I could pull this off, but once I got through that ego death show after that, I was like, Oh, I can do this. I got it. You know, I really, like, I, was it that imposter syndrome? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, well, you still it, have that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still have that. Yeah. <laughs> the like, imposter syndrome. <laughs> no, <laughs> that doesn't ever go away. But I mean, mm-hmm. but but you you know when you get enough um, time with a with a medium that you're using, there's a certain point where you gain enough of an expertise at the actual technical aspect of it that you're like, okay, I know I can pull this off. Because before that, every painting was like, uh, I don't know if I can do this. And you're kind of nervous about it. I don't know. You know, I think I can do yeah. it. I did it last time, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it again. And eventually. Don't you miss that, though? Do you ever miss that feeling? Uh, no, no, no. It feels so much better to just to not be to not have the not have the fear or the worry. It's like it's it's a lot. I, I paint. I'm much more relaxed now when I paint because I don't have to worry about that. It feel it feels better. It felt like kind of a relief to me, you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, because you like you your product has to come out. Like, there's people waiting for it to come out, right? Like, right. Yeah. There's a different type of pressure on you when it's already got a place to go, as opposed to oh, just yeah. making art on your own. You know. Yeah. 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 Well, and also, you know, your you know your stuff is on skin is that's another that's a whole other thing it's a permanent thing on somebody's skin so yeah it's a lot scarier um so you work with kevin lewis yeah kevin you know kevin kevin's awesome man i love him he is the best he's so cool such a great guy great person he's great artist hilarious yeah always in a good mood yeah such a positive guy you know it's like uh, i really I'm a fan of his. He's super, super great. So that's cool. Yeah, you should get him on here. Yeah, totally. Definitely. Definitely got to get him on. You hear that, Kevin? I'm gunning for you. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be so stoked. (laughs) It's funny that, you know, the way I do this podcast, I started out, I I, I was doing it with another guy, this guy, Mike Carell. This guy directed this documentary about me. Uh, We started the documentary. uh, I mean, we started the podcast. And then he had to, he, his life kind of changed and he had to leave the podcast. And, um, then I had, then I was doing it on my own. And so then I switched to all interviews, you know, because I can't really just talk on my own. Like a lot of, a lot of the old podcasts were me and him talking about stuff. You and I were talking about magic and spirituality and bullshit. Um, so I started worrying that, oh, maybe this, maybe I only have like a year's worth, you know, artists are going to run out. And I started kind of getting worried. Like, can I keep this up? And so I started writing this list of artists I wanted to have on. And then I realized it's like, there's, I've probably got, there's enough artists out there that, you know, this can keep going on for 10 years. Probably there's so many artists I want to interview so many great artists. And at this point, it's like, you know, I just was you know, you, when did I ask you to be on the show? It was like just a few days ago, right? Like yesterday? Yeah, like it was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> it was like I, I'm glad it worked out like this because I didn't want to like worry about. Yeah, it would have ruined your weekend if we would have waited till next week. But it was like <laughs> you know, I had thought about having you on the show before because you know I just I love your work, and but I didn't think to ask you, and and it's just like. Okay, I got to come up with someone else. And then I saw, I don't, oh, you're, you're, you texted me about the conjoined thing. And then I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. and I was like, oh, I should get him on the show. And so then I asked you, and then it just, you know, it just happens like that. You know, it's like, it's, it's kind of cool to just, you know, there's just so many artists I want to have on the show. 
So I can, it, yeah. you know, it's just very like last minute and, and not all planned out, but uh, anyway. It's rad that you're doing this. It's it, I mean, there's so many podcasts, but it's like, I want to hear from people who do what I do, like right. people like us. Yeah, yeah. It's that's. I want to hear what other artists think like and who they are and how they are. Like, yeah. I want to hear all that shit. Absolutely. It's just all perspective. I love it. Yeah, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, I just it, it seems like a, a service that's needed, so I'm just going to keep doing it. Um, so, okay, let's talk a little bit about more about your 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 painting cuz that's really uh, your tattoo works amazing. But Thank you. um but I was originally grabbed by your your paintings. Like your paintings are fucking really great and very inspiring to me i see your work and it's like ah uh, i gotta go paint you know and that's, that's the insane. highest that compliment so to hear it. i can give someone is like that makes me want to paint you know seriously so Thank uh, you, man. yeah it's it's just a fact so um uh so how i mean how did you how did you start you started painting after the the sean cheatham uh like seminar yeah like I started really painting after that. Right. But you were dabbling there was, before there was something there that I wanted. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, did, have you taken, but yeah, I mean, painting started out just because like, I feel like tattooing you're, you're sort of doing it for the other person. Like it's a hundred percent not for me. Like once in a while I'll get the piece where I get to do what I want, but that's rarely the case. So like a big part of tattooing is like making sure the client's happy, like right. giving them what they want. Yeah. Yeah. But painting is just like, my own selfishness. Well, like I'll just paint whatever I want. That's whenever. what I love about it. I mean, that I felt the same way in, in makeup effects. It was, you know, I'm doing someone else's, you know, it's a service you're providing. It's yeah. kind of like a commercial venture, a commercial art. It's kind of like commercial art. And I was like a paint painting to me meant freedom, like to do whatever I want, express myself. Right. And, you know, that's what I love about it. And it's solitary. You don't have to, you know, you don't, you're not putting a prosthetic, you're not gluing anything on someone's face or poking them with a needle or interacting with anybody at all. It's, yeah, I love, I love that about it. Just going in the zone. And I mean, I've always felt really comfortable being alone. You know, I've always enjoyed my time. I'm not, you know, my mother was the same way. She was always very content to be on her own. She didn't need to be around a lot of people. And, um, so it really suits me painting, but, uh, so what, I mean, what was your, you, you took that one class and, and that's it. Did you take any other classes? Did you read books or how did you get so good? I, don't, I, don't, I guess I just, I don't know. I saw something that I really liked and I, I guess I just never really worried about getting good. I just, just kept doing just it. Kept I, doing it. Well, it's like, I would always have something like something has always inspired me. So I always, I feel like I always had something to do. Right. So you just were painting. You're just painting what you wanted and just doing it and learning every every painting you would paint, you would learn from, basically. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of workshops, too. Like, oh, okay, yeah. I got a, like, a lot of my information from workshops. Okay, what what workshops? I think it was like a week or two after the Sean Cheatham one, I went to a Kevin Llewellyn workshop. Oh, yeah. And that he's... also changed my life. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's another guy I want to get on the show. He's amazing. He's such incredible. a great, incredible. And he, he showed painter. me that, like, he showed me what was possible with art. Like yeah. just the way he was living was like, I had never seen anything like that. And I, I saw what, what is possible. Right. I saw some, I saw someone who was just living 
exactly how they wanted to live. Right. There wasn't anyone shaming him or there wasn't any like, there was just such a deep lesson in like, like you have to really be like, be an artist. You can't just paint like it. You have to live it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that was the biggest lesson he taught me is like, wow, it has to be deeper. Like you can't just draw pictures to, to get good at draw pictures, like get good at drawing pictures. You have to, it's about the life you live and the way you think it's a, right. it's a manifestation of like a deeper. Yeah. Thing. He, he definitely seems like he's living it for sure. Um, yeah. And it, and it comes across like, yeah, I, yeah. like I, I can, I can even spot it in other people's artwork. Like if it's in them or not. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. can like, tell you could feel it. It's yep. a visceral feeling of like, absolutely. If this person's doing it just to make art or if it's an extension of like who this person is. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's yeah, kind of... Just like any good art, like music, too. Like, yep. There's fake music out there, and then there's yep. real music that came from, like, the deepest, realist, just artistically beautiful place. Yeah, yeah, and it's a feeling thing. You know, you can tell. Yeah, you it's everything. Feel it. It's yeah. the best part. Yeah, that's... that's... Have you ever taken a... Let me see. you ever taken a Sean Barber class? No. He, he's, a, he's a great teacher, also. He's, like, the only seminar i ever took was sean barber oh really yeah 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 and i was super nervous just one one time he, he invited me to sit in i was like so nervous oh my god was it like an all of prima class or something yeah yeah from a model i mean this is and this is like you know it wasn't that long ago it was probably i mean i was well into my career i was i i, I think i was out of the film industry and and a, and a you know working artist at that point but you know that's a whole other ball of wax painting from <laughs> painting from life is hard, so and, hard and he's really good at it. And he had like, you know, maybe three other students or something in there. And it was like, Oh my God, I was so nervous. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Half the pressure is just like painting in front of people. Like, oh, that. I know. Oh my God. It's like, Oh my God, he's going <laughs> to see this. <laughs> yeah. Not to it, mention it's like so insanely hard to draw a figure from life. Oh my god, yeah. 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 It was funny too cuz I I I just couldn't get the likeness and and he came over and he's like, "Do you mind?" And I was like, "No, go for it." And he just probably three strokes on the painting. He like hit 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 took the brush and like put three little strokes on there and it just looked exactly like her. It was amazing. Yeah. It was completely blew my mind. I was like, "Wow." Yeah, Amazing. or you'll see him just like he'll come in with a big brush and just do a big stroke I know. and just like completely <laughs> changes like the whole dynamic of the painting. But yeah, yeah, it makes you realize like that you're wasting your time trying to detail it out or whatever. Oh, totally. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Those can... workshops are the best. I've done some really good ones. That yeah. Have... Do, what, what, I want to do more. Like that's like I feel like I get the most from workshops. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I would love to do. I would love to take workshops. Um. What what other do you remember other other ones you've taken other painters you've learned from? Um, I took a Mike Husser workshop. I took oh. a Casey Baugh workshop. Wow! This guy, have you seen Benjamin Bjorklund? I took one of his workshops. Yeah. I took his first see, workshop. See the guy that paints the paints like his dog a lot. Yeah, like a Great Dane. He's really broad strokes. Yeah, he's real simplified. Yeah, he's amazing. I love his stuff. That's cool. He yeah. he he did a class in L.A. or was this somewhere else? Yeah, that was out here. That was a while. Like, that was a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. But it's great. Like every workshop, like I still remember everything. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just like the type of knowledge that my brain just wants to retain. Yeah. Well, it shows in the work. I mean, 
Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Are you? Do you? What's your technique? Are you doing like? Is it a la prima? Or you? You? Some of them you're doing layers. I think right. You're kind of building, letting layers dry, and. Yeah, I mean, I'll just. Like I don't really like the art doesn't belong anywhere, so I just do basically whatever I like the whatever mood I'm in. I'll just do that that day. Mm-hmm. Like I don't really have like a specific technique. But oh, once re- in a while, like I'll find a technique online and I'll try it out. Like right, that's always a good way to stay inspired. Is like finding different techniques to try. Right. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Are do you, do you, have, have you shown your work much or? Not re- <laughs> just like in the like the casual like uh like the random tattoo show once in a while like i haven't done any like actual galleries or anything is this something that you're you want to you know do you want to develop this this painting career more or is it like more for fun for you i mean it's still my dream to do the nerd drum and just disappear and paint yeah like that <laughs> like i would just fucking love to do that but you, you Wait, can... what was the question? Well, I mean, <laughs> I forgot the question. well, the question was, oh, is, what's the goal? Are you, are you, is this like, is this more of a hobby or is this something that you're pursuing as a secondary career? Um, honestly, I think of it as just like, just something I have to do. I, I like, I'm so not business minded. Like I, right. I would like to make it a career, but like, I'm not going to be able to ever do that on my own. I don't think. Hmm. So like my, I feel like my only option is to just keep painting and get better and just see where that goes. Right. Like I, I don't know. I almost kind of don't want to focus on other shit. Like I just really wanted to focus only on painting and getting, putting everything I can into each piece. Yeah. I would. Like, I, I don't know. My brain just turns off when I, when I start talking business and trying to figure out like logistics and shit. Like, yeah, it's, it just takes all the fun out of it. It's not, like, I don't want to do it if it's not fun. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy. But I mean, you don't, you don't have to because you've got a way to make money. So if you're happy in your day job tattooing, then yeah, I could th- I could do this forever. Yeah, what I'm doing right now, like I'm, I'm so stoked on it. Like I get to tattoo people. I, people are starting to ask for more and more cool shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like I get to I get to paint. I work three days, so I'm, I'm literally painting for four days a week. Oh, that's pretty great. <laughs> you can't really you can't really beat that. Um, that's cool. That's that's cool. I. I so grateful i'm just so so grateful and i can't believe that i, I get i can do this i know what did you do to deserve this you're, you're, you're... i don't know <laughs> i'm just so grateful i'm yeah. so so grateful yeah it's amazing well I, I i um think you know i i think you should definitely keep painting because your paintings are really amazing um uh i mean Thank yeah. you. They have the thing that we were talking about, you know. They're really, really like, you know, really, really good, really top fucking notch. Um, that means the world. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm really, you. really into it. Like, I want to go paint just thinking about them. Be honest. I'm on. I'm being Fuck honest. Yeah. <laughs> I want to stop and go paint, but um, I That's can't. That's the do most that. like <laughs> insane compliment ever. It's true. Because I know what you mean. Like, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, anyway, yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. Now, I noticed that a lot of those pieces are kind of small, right? Yeah. How, how, what, what size are you painting? I was surprised that so many of them were, were like 
really small, like eight by ten or even five by seven, maybe or something. You had some yeah, pro- I, a lot of stuff I do is really small. Wow. I think it's just like a convenience thing at this point. Like, it's just one of those things. I hope I haven't like done too many small pieces now because I I would like to do bigger shit. Well, you but know, it's like it's so much easier to just paint a little eight by ten because it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the largest you've painted? The largest, uh, like eighteen by twenty four, is definitely like the biggest. Wow, yeah. But I bought some like I bought some giant canvases that I. I want to do something on. Yeah. It's just like I'm trying to psych myself up to do it. <laughs> it's fun. It's 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 different. It's different painting big. What's uh, the biggest piece you've done? Uh you know, it's not even that huge. To me it feels huge, but it was uh thirty six by forty eight. So like three That's huge. <laughs> three foot by four foot. I know people that do like, you know, six foot paintings though. That to me is like that's insane. Yeah, that's what I want to eventually do. I don't even have space. I don't even think in my studio I could do a painting that big because I'm just in a little bedroom in my house. But um, right. And I, I'm sure there's like a ton of lessons we're not getting from painting smaller. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm sure if I did a few big ones, it would teach me so much. It's oh yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things I want to do that I haven't done yet. Right. It's like you have to constantly step back from it. It's, it's very right. much like, you know, at least for me, it's, it's more like you're, you know, you're standing up and it's, it's a lot more physical, um, because you're, you know, moving all around. It's not like you sit in a chair and, and you know what I'm saying? And, and it's such a good practice in like not going right to detail, right which is yeah. something you can get away with doing smaller paintings. Like, yeah. That's you can yeah. slip into detail almost immediately. And it's like, you're fine, but you do that on a, a six foot canvas and you're, right. you're, you're going to be there forever. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not going to look that great either. Probably. Exactly. <laughs> overthought and just overworked. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely itching to go large again. I've, um, I got a commission for something that I think is, what is it? It's either 30 by 40 or it might be 36 by 40. I don't even remember. I'm still kind of working it out with um, this collector, but I'm kind of looking forward to painting bit large again, but it just, you know, it's a, it's a totally a different thing though. It's like, it's more fumey. Like there's oh, using right. so much cause I'm painting with liquid. Um, and, and, and it's like, you know, when is I, that pretty fumey? Uh, normally because i'm painting kind of small i do a lot of 11 by 14s and 16 by 20s and you know the my biggest uh, the large the piece pieces that i do that i consider large now are like 24 by 30 and um and i don't it, the liquid doesn't really bother me at that level but i remember painting th- those large paintings the 36 by 48 painting and it was like you know when you're using a lot, a lot of liquid in the paint it's very like woof the fumes are bad you have to really um ventilate be have uh, <laughs> ventilation <laughs> big time so it's what what, what are you using for uh, um mediums and stuff i mean what's your what technique are, are you using You're using like uh i try to keep it pretty simple like i'll just use oil and gamsol like the less to worry about the better for me oh really so you're painting like, I'll start, yeah, I'll start off a painting, like, like water, like I'll, I'll go from water to like impasto with all just with oil paint, just, yeah, and no oil medium. Gamsol. Well, Gamsol, like, yeah, so, like, right. Yeah, I'll use Gamsol. 
Yeah, but that's, you know, that's no drying medium, I guess. Like no oil, no added uh, linseed oil or anything like that. No, I'll just use it right out of the tube. Pretty wow. Much. Wow. Those things must take forever to dry. Honestly, by the time I get to the thick paint, it's uh, like it's just like the highlight areas or like the light right. tones and the highlights. So everything else will dry in like a day and then I'll just like huh. I'll put a highlight on with like a with like a palette knife and it'll take like a few days to dry. Uh, so you're not painting very thick, I guess. I'll do, I'll do both. Like I'd like to have a lot of transparent show through in my my oil paintings. Like I like the contrast of like thick and thin. Right, right. You know? do, you, do you ever do like glazing? No, not really. I've always wanted oh, wow. to do it, but I've never done it. That's so funny because that one I could have sworn this one painting you did of the uh, what's his name, the clown dude from that Rob Zombie movie, that Sid Haig character oh, Sid? yeah that looks to me like you i thought for sure you you know you had this kind of almost complete painting and you took like a transparent black around it and kind of did a glaze to get that shadow around his face but i guess not that's pretty amazing mm. i mean that's yeah, what it I looks like know. to me i don't it's... know what to <laughs> i would need you to like show me right well you know you know how it's like it's all dark and it kind of fades into his face and then his face is very in the light but it kind of fades off to blackness okay um if i was doing that like a lost edge type thing yeah yeah but but it really i don't know for maybe it's the photo but you know the way i would probably have approached that just because of the way I, i know how to paint is i would have painted him and then let it dry and then got taken some you know ivory black and something else like i don't know alizarin crimson oh, okay. mi- mixed in there and, and used a bunch of liquid and like painted all over the whole thing and then wiped away the face and then kind right. of feathered out the edge you know i guess i'll do that sort of in a way like like sometimes i'll i'll put like i'll mix a color and i'll put it on and if i if it looks too clean or like i'll i'll go th- over the thick paint with a like a transparent and i'll muddy it up and move it around and stuff. right wow. so i guess it's almost the same thing as glazing yeah you know yeah. it's not it's it's indirect i'm putting mm-hmm. a color on and if i like it i'll keep it if i don't i'll fuck with it right right you know yeah. so and rarely ever do i do a painting where i like every stroke so i guess i usually do end up fucking with most of it hmm. to give it that sort of i guess glazed feel hmm. or like layer yeah, I'd like to see you paint sometime. I'd be curious to see how you do it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know how I do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever you're doing, just keep doing it. It's, it's pretty amazing. Um, well, we're just about at the end of of of. I've got to get going soon because I got this thing. Actually, it's this. Of course. Uh, it's a it's a it's a magic class online. I've got to go do it in like ten minutes. So. <laughs> um, hey, tell the entities I say hello. I will. Yes. <laughs> Well, it's been really excellent talking to you, man. I've, it's been super enjoyable. And, um, You've made this really easy, by the way. Like, oh, good you're, good. you're super chill. Like Your vibe is like perfect. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, like, I could just hear the, like, the love and understanding in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> I get, you know, it's a, it's a skill I never knew I had until I started interviewing people. Everyone's like, oh, you make, you put me at ease. And I was like, okay, I just, you know, I'm just, you know, being myself and it just kind of yeah, works, dude, I guess. Yeah, you got so. something. <laughs> I appreciate is, it. You're meant to be doing this. Oh, I appreciate that. That's very cool. That's very cool of you. Well, um, yeah, thank you so much. I'm, I'm, I'm such a huge fan of your work. Um, so I, I appreciate you taking this time and, 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 
you know, confronting your fears and doing this. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> I, I, it's like a big deal. You know, I know it's not easy. So I, I'm extra appreciative that you've, you've done this for the, for the Thank show. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah. Thank you for giving me a, a chance. <laughs> oh, no, you, you, you're, you're, you're amazing. So you know, thank you for coming on the show. <laughs> That's the way I see it. Um, so, all right, everybody, thank you for listening to the podcast and supporting. If you want to uh, join the Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash dark art society. You get the podcast a day early and other bonuses that I'm p- posting on there that I, I don't post anywhere else. I'm going to try and do more of that. Um, so, uh, yes, that's if you want to support the podcast, that's the way you can do it. You can join for as little as a dollar, a dollar a month, and you get a podcast a day early, which is pretty cool, um, and some other perks and stuff. But anyway, uh, that's it. Uh, uh, thanks for listening. Thank you, Mikey, for coming on. And let's just say goodbye to everybody. Say Bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>